Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. I appreciate the scholarly restrained cadence of the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible that we use, but there's just something about the punchy, poetic lines of the King James Version. Lord, Martha says in 16th century English, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Martha's description here of her brother Lazarus's decaying body is the honest, realistic, and faithful admission that can go unsaid in polite Christian company. Lord, by now he stinketh. Lord, by now the odor is offensive. Lord, if only you had been here, this situation wouldn't stinketh. Be so dire, decayed, desolate, disastrous, dreadful. Have you ever found yourself saying something like that to God? If only you had been here, my mother wouldn't have died. My father wouldn't have died. This shooting wouldn't have happened. I'd still have my job. I'd still have my relationship. I'd still have my house. Lord, if only you had been here. Aretha Franklin's 1972 album, Amazing Grace, remains the best-selling live gospel album of all time. And for very good reason, as you're about to find out in this sermon. <laughs> it is, by some metrics, the gold standard of live American music. A year and a half ago, my friend, Dr. Zandria Robinson, of Georgetown University wrote an essay for the Oxford American paralleling Franklin's sonic power on the song, Mary Don't You Weep, with Jesus's own sonic power in the Lazarus story. As some of you know, it took 46 years for video footage of the live album recording to become a film due to issues with sound clappers. Dr. Robinson in her essay bemoans that Mary Don't You Weep, that there is a segment of Mary Don't You Weep that is omitted in this long-awaited film. Zandria writes, quote, as ravenous as anyone else, the thing I had most wanted to see in Amazing Grace was Franklin calling Lazarus. I had most wanted to see the miracle performed, had longed to see the shape of Aretha's mouth when she called him forward, to confirm with my eyes that somebody was raised and had come walking in the church loosed of death, but alas, it was not there, end quote. The album was recorded at the New Temple Missionary Baptist Church in the Watts neighborhood of Los Angeles. Dr. Robinson goes on to wonder aloud, quote, who in Watts was restored that evening? 
From what tombs did they emerge with full, warm breaths in their bodies again? Did they walk into a corner store on South Broadway and ask for water? End quote. I've been listening to this song a lot in preparation for today's sermon, and I will spare you a performance of it. About three minutes into this rousing song, the choir pauses and Franklin begins speaking, preaching, prophesying to the bones. Quote, she says, we're going to review the story of two sisters called Mary and Martha. They had a brother named Lazarus. One day while Jesus was away that day, their old brother died. Mary went running to Jesus. She said, Master, my, 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 my sweet Lord, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Jesus said, come on and show me where you laid him down. And when he got there, Jesus got there. Jesus said, for the benefit of you who don't believe, I'm going to call him three times, end quote. And people of God, you might be wondering why I'm not just playing this song on Spotify so you can just hear it right now instead of me giving you a running commentary on the song. And your guess is as good as mine. (laughs) At this point in the music, Franklin sings, Lazarus. And a trio responds, Lazarus. She then intones a hummed melisma and belts, Lazarus with the trio responding with Lazarus yet again. And on the third time, she sings Lazarus. And at the 8 o'clock, I almost came out of this, this cope just thinking about it. And the trio breaks into their own melisma. And Franklin says, he got up walking like a natural man. Oh, yes, he did. End quote. This chill-inducing climax embodies the soul-crushing tension between life and death, hope and despair, alienation, and reunion. I bring your attention to Franklin and the trio's call and response because Franklin's calling forth of Lazarus so closely mirrors our Lord's calling forth of Lazarus. Notice that once Jesus cries, Lazarus, come out, the dead man comes out, but his hands and feet are bound with strips of cloth, and his face is wrapped in a cloth. This prompts Jesus to say to the crowd, unbind him and let him go. Unbind him and let him go. The work of this miracle begins with the sonic power of Jesus' creative invitation to live again. But it is fully realized in Lazarus' community, unbinding him and letting him go. Let me say that again. The work of this miracle begins with the sonic power of Jesus' creative invitation to live again. The miracle begins with that, but it is only fully realized in Lazarus' community, unbinding him and letting him go. Jesus, like Miss Franklin, could have simply said, Lazarus, and let the dead man come to life. 
bound and held by his burial clothes. But like Franklin, the responding trio is asked to step in and complement the work of God's agent, God's soloist, if you will, God's life-bringing prophet. It is possible, yes, that Lazarus could have unbound himself. He had been raised from the dead. He could probably do anything. But it would have taken much longer and been much less elegant. Franklin could have cried Lazarus without the trio, but the soundscape would not have been as full. The miracles and signs and wonders that Jesus desires to perform in our own time can never be relegated to an individual or even to a single community. For the work of God to come alive in your and my life, we must be willing to say, Lord, my sweet Lord, I can't do this alone. I can't pray alone. I can't fast alone. I can't end the scourge of gun violence alone. I can't protect my children, grandchildren, siblings, and parents alone. Lord, I want to do this in community, in relationship with other people. And God, and I'm speaking as a living witness to this, God will provide just the right people, just the right community, just the right support system to unbind not only you. If you learn anything today, know that when God unbinds Lazarus, God isn't just doing that for Lazarus. God is doing that for everyone around him. God will do that for you and for the people you love, and sometimes even the people you don't love. Jesus is standing in our midst even now, calling you forth from your grave. Turn to your neighbor, turn to your neighbor, and say, Lazarus, come out. Lazarus, come out. Lazarus, come out from your despair. Lazarus, come out from death-dealing cycles of violence. Lazarus, come out from the stigmas that are holding you back. Lazarus, come out from the prejudices and manufactured division and the conspiracy theories and the sense of superiority and inferiority that are keeping you bound. Lazarus, come out. Unbind him, let him go. And the moment you hear Jesus say, Lazarus, come out, expect, expect that there will be a few people waiting at the mouth of your tomb, ready and willing to help unbind you. Amen.